What is up and welcome back to the season finale of season two of Think Like Me or Don't. I am thrilled about what this season has done for me personally, what it's done for my business. I hope that it's helped you. I'm really excited about this episode though, because I think more powerful than, for, well, for me anyway, more powerful than even all the stuff that has gone, gone through to get to this point is the realization and the culmination of all of those things into a very clear plan. So I'm excited. Take a, take a listen. It's going to be kind of funny because the first segment I talk about not doing what I'm going to do in the second segment, and then I do that thing in the second segment. Uh, so I hope you enjoy it. Uh, as always, head over to anchor.fm forward slash think like me to drop in your uh, thoughts and feedback and questions and comments. Um, I talk about this at the end of this episode, but I'm thrilled about season three. I've already spoken to some some people and I've got uh, people set up to to be guests for season three, which is something that's going to be fairly new for me. So excited. I'm not going to tell you anything more about what happens in this, this episode. I'm just going to let it do its thing. We will see you on the other side. What is up and welcome back to season two of Think Like Me or Don't. It is day 17, and I will tell you what, I am excited. I haven't been this excited in the last two and a half weeks, and I think today marks really the beginning of the next phase in my business chapter. Um, I'm, as far as the score is concerned, I'm pretty flush for cash. Um, I was actually able to get some some bills paid. I have some things in, in figured out. I actually am well on my way to mastering some of the basics of accounting, which I knew nothing about accounting before, so that's huge. It's also my first problem, the reason that I got into this mess in the first place. But uh, what I'm really excited about is I was able last night, I alluded to this in the segment from yesterday, the last segment, but last night I was able to crystallize and explain what my vision is like what I'm really trying to build here. And I had sort of I had sort of talked about it in different pieces with different people at different times. And you know, I'd sort of like well, here's a piece of it. This, I want to do this and I have this other piece and I want to do that and this other piece and I want to do this. But I never really I, I knew in my head that they fit together, but I didn't exactly know how. And it wasn't in a in a vision that actually made sense. And last night as I was with my friend uh, he asked me that question. I mentioned this in the last segment. He asked me that question. What do you What do you want to do with this? And I was like, it just sort of spilled out of me. I probably had a <laughs> I had a couple of drinks in me, so I'm sure that helped. But it just sort of came out, and it came out in a way that I got really excited about. Um, it's because it's something I can plan around. It's something that I can actually build towards. It's something that I, like, honestly, by 2020, I can have, I think the thing can launch. Obviously, the work that I'm doing now will be to lead up to that um, and to build up to that. But uh, it's just very exciting to see a future. I see something that you're trying to build toward. And also, the biggest thing is I, I like the fact that I can see myself transitioning out of like the stuff that I'm doing now just for the sake of having the research and development, like all the, the client delivery stuff and transitioning into 
um, coaching and consulting because I feel like, I think it finally crystallized for me why I want to coach and not just do forever. And it's because I feel like I have a lot to give and I feel like I'm more valuable by teaching other people. Like I, 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 when I was putting together the slide deck for the handyman apprentice and trying to sell people on the fact that I was gonna go hire somebody else, I talked about how business owners will then leverage me instead of me leveraging them, which is what most uh, agencies actually end up doing. They, the agencies will sell you on the fact that you are leveraging their resources. But really what's actually happening is that they are leveraging business because if they can get 10 people to pay them $10,000 a month, then they've got a million dollar business. They can bring in resources to pay to do those things. And then also another little sub point that nobody talks about is that agencies don't make money on delivering services. That's how they lose money. In fact, agencies are, agencies are set up to be directly, their profit is directly connected to their ability to do the, the least amount of work possible. So whether or not they have integrity is beside the point. The issue is they are incentivized to do as little work as possible financially. Anyway, so my problem is I don't want to always be playing that game. Um, but also I didn't want to get out of, like I didn't want to just leave the whole industry altogether because then who's going to solve the problem, right? And so the way I pitched the handyman uh, or the apprentice was I'll just hire someone. You can leverage me by taking advantage of what I know and what I've experienced, but we'll, but I will, will leverage somebody else's time to do it. So you don't have to pay, like I'm not gonna do the stuff for any less than $300, $400 an hour because I'm better at it. But you don't need better at it. You need somebody who is good enough but then has someone else to correct them, right? And that's me. So my thought is I can build to this, build to that point with 10, maybe 15 customers paying a thousand bucks a month for me to coach their 15, 20, 25, $35 an hour uh, resource. And I think there's still some room for me to have a relationship with Belay and use, use their people for that um, as much as possible. But, and then also there's Tom that I want to go back to and I actually have some money so I can finally pay him, which I'm excited about. Um, and, uh, and it's just, um, I forgot where I was going. Oh, so, so what it does is it, because that transition out of, serve, out of delivery gives me the ability to move on to other stuff, like just other passion projects, but I don't ever want to really leave. And the way that I do that is by building this other thing over the course of time, which kind of just fits perfectly. And there's a need for it. And the market for it is going to be only growing over the next three to five years. Um, in fact, I foresee that this has the opportunity to take the whole, like it's ripe for the picking. I might even need to speed up that timeline and try and go to release it uh, even like mid 2019, like summer 2019, maybe. Um, but anyway, it's really exciting because it's, it's crystallized 
I can explain it. I can, uh, I'm gonna draw it out this morning. And I think that, I think that for me, uh, this represents a huge turning point and a huge shift in what's happening moving forward. So um, what I'm gonna do is um, today, I'm gonna map it all out, draw it out, and then I'm not, I'm still not sure how much of it I wanna share here versus just kinda allude to and hint at and get people curious about it. Um, not really because I think that it's already been done or that somebody will take the idea and go do it, but more just because I think the, I'm still, I'm still kind of hung up on the surprise element things like, like ta-da, you know, I don't want to like let the cat out of the bag too early. So, um, but I think I'm going to do record another segment this afternoon. Um, and, uh, and then I'm, that's going to be the end of season two. So I'll either record another segment this afternoon or at some point, um, and call that the end. And then also, I think what I'm going to do, and I'm just spitballing here, I'm literally coming up with this as I'm walking. I think what might actually make more sense is the rest of this, the, the next segment in this episode will be the finale of season two. Um, and I'm just going to do, a, I'll sit at my computer and the, the nice mic, and I'll do kind of like a, I'm going to go, I'm going to go be going back through and recording some intros for all the episodes and, uh, and I'll listen through everything and just give like my two cents from the end on how I was feeling at first and just kind of give a, like a breakdown. You know, this is where I was. This is where I've come to. This is how I'm feeling. And you got to remember too, this, this, this is two and a half weeks. So, you know, this is, I think only, I think it turns out to be only seven or eight episodes. So it's not going to be a very long season. I think this will be episode eight or nine. I don't actually know. I haven't done the math on it. Not a lot of time, not a lot of seasons, not a lot of content. But I think what I've what I've come to, the, the changes that I've been able to make and the mental shifts that I've been able to make have been huge. So um, anyway, uh, so stick around. Next is going to be me wrapping up season two to get ready for bigger, better, and other things. As always, I hope to see you sticking around for season three. So, while Wick decides to freak out right now, peace out, y'all. Hey, what is up? It is uh, Brett Martineau, and welcome back. Uh, I decided to change my mind from what I said in the last segment. Um, I, It's funny how the universe... I don't know what it is, if it's math or if, if, if we're on the same wavelength or if I'm thinking the same things or if it just it just is an eventuality. But uh, I keep being I keep being confronted with messages that speak directly to answer questions that I'm having. So instead of not telling you what the plan is, I'm actually going to and, and going through like a, a, a rundown of how my what the difference is between season the beginning of season two and now. Um, let me just tell you this. At the beginning of season two, I was lost. Uh, and in fact, this is two and a half weeks ago. 
I think I've been lost for several months. And I just didn't realize I was lost. And, and, and money has a way of, of, of uh, covering your eyes, blinding you to the reality of what's actually happening. And because I had managed to land a couple of contracts that were giving me some revenue, I wasn't thinking about all of my vulnerabilities. I wasn't protecting my flank, so to speak. And then I got stabbed in the ass. I don't know if that's the right military term, but that's essentially what happened. Uh, I think flank is like your the back, like behind you. So anyway, uh, so I heard I, I, in the last episode I was thinking, I was like, I want to, I, I kind of want to just build it and then show it. I don't want to like broadcast the idea itself. And then I, I uh, just listening to the Gary V experience this morning. And he said very, in no uncertain terms reminded me, this is the important thing. I don't do things just because Gary says them. I think it's, I want to make that very clear. I do things when people, most often it's Gary, because I think we think a lot alike. I think I think a lot like him. Anyway, I do things when, when I change my mind when people remind me of my own thoughts, my own, like what I actually believe. And I already believed it beforehand. So in this case, he said, ideas are shit. Execution is the key. He's like, ideas aren't worth anything. He, he, in fact, he said, I didn't, I didn't get this earlier. He said this earlier in an episode. He said, I, I don't understand how uh, some kid can have an idea and then go make 250, get $250 million in, or a million dollars or whatever in venture capital. He's like, what does that mean? An idea is nothing. Everybody can have ideas. Today, he was like, look, we could map out all the ideas in the world and predict what the next 75 big businesses are going to be. In fact, this I didn't know this, but he said... Uber wasn't, didn't come up with that idea. There was something called Magic Cab, which was the original, like that was, the, essentially Uber didn't come up with that idea. The idea, it, what they did is they executed it. So I am going to uh, put some faith in myself, put some faith in my ability, in my ability to execute, because that is my strong suit, actually, and realize that if someone else decides to take this idea um, and try and do something with it, they're not going to do nearly as well as I am because they're not invested enough. They don't have as much experience and they just, they're not capable of doing it. Plus, nobody's going to want to do this because it's hard. I've deliberately chosen the hard road. So without any further ado, without any more than the, the three minutes, and 30 seconds that I've already done pushing this off, let me explain to you my vision. This is, this is, and this, this is something actually that I've, like I mentioned, I've come up, I've come to this in different pieces, like different parts of this have come to me over the course of the last few years. And it wasn't until the other night that it finally crystallized and it came all together and I saw sort of the end from the beginning. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to try, I'm going to explain this a couple of different ways. This might take a little bit of time, um, but I'm going to give you all the details as they're in my head right now. So first, uh, what I want to do over the next three to six months is, is develop uh, and, and really push for uh, the mentorship program. I want to get to the point where I want to be teaching uh, other consultants the right way for them to do run their business. Because what happens is most consultants are either really good at consulting or they're really good at like the tech that they're that they're implementing. And I'm talking obviously about like automation consultants. Actually, you know what? Let me back up even further than that because I feel like I feel like there's a, a bigger piece here. I believe it's 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 a it's a, a matter of sort of common knowledge that freelancing is going to be uh, is going to only grow over the next you know three to four years in fact there was a, a ink magazine 
put out a, a study that said that by 2021, uh, freelancing is going to be like a $350 billion industry or something. I made up that number, but it was some big number. Uh, and it, by 2021, basically 75% of the workforce is going to be freelancers. Okay. So that's the first thing people working in isolation. Now, when you're working in isolation, uh, as I have been doing my entire career, pretty much, uh, there are a couple of things you run into. First of all, you don't have like, uh, there's mentorship. Isn't really something that you get into. Uh, a lot of employees at big companies are spoiled in the fact that they have access to people that have been around for longer. And so they can go find an, a, a senior employee and treat them as a mentor. That's where the whole thing about mentoring came from, right? Somebody at your company who's been there longer, who can give, show you the ropes and give you some tips and, and, and help you to, to make, you know, make, make everything work long-term. Uh, well, freelancers don't have that. They have to either go out and socialize and network on their own, which they don't have time to, and they, they don't think that they have time to, so they won't do, unless it's their own friends. And, uh, and also, they're, they're, the more and more, because freelancing requires you to uh, accept more of the work of running a business, they're just not going to have time to go find those people. So these are, there's going to be a whole host of people, freelancers in general, that are in need of mentorship. Now, a small chunk of those people are going to be, are going to want to be focused in the automation systems, marketing, advertising game, the game that I'm in right now. Now, because of my experience, I am a perfect candidate to mentor these people. Okay. But I believe very strongly that just teaching is useless. Teaching, it becomes outdated about five minutes after the words come out of the teacher's mouth. What is much, is much, what is much more effective is on the job training. So it's more like an apprenticeship than it is really just being mentored or being taught. But I do feel like there is some room for a little bit of formal education just to, to get the basics in place. Cause there are things about freelancing that, that don't change like accounting, taxes, um, uh, systems for your own business, scheduling, time management, right? These kinds of things. And there's a lot of resources for people out there for those kinds of things, but not where it's all going to come under one roof with the added benefit of having, of, of being able to, uh, to help people understand more about, um, uh, more about, uh, you know, um, the rest of the, sorry, I got a notification and I got distracted on my computer. I need to not look at it. And now I'm looking the other way. <laughs> sorry. Uh, just bringing all that stuff under one roof and also being able to teach people how to consult, right? I can teach people how to, I can teach tech people that don't know how to talk to people, how to talk to people and consult with them. And I can teach consultants the tech, right? That's where, it, that's where it sort of comes together. So phase one, that's the background. Phase one of my big plan is I want to build up an army of current and potential, um, freelancer freelance automation consultants okay um because i want to i i have a, a a personal feeling that the marketplace and the the industry that we're in right now is sort of broken there's not there's no real standardization for the quality of output for uh like actual results being delivered it's really kind of like the wild west whatever you can sell that's what you get as an agency and whatever somebody sells you you're kind of at their mercy to, to see whether or not they're going to deliver up to the standards that you're looking for. Like right now, if you're going to go buy consulting from anyone in the automation space, you're, you're taking a big risk 
because you don't you don't know uh, aside from like a personal recommendation which isn't always as accurate as you think or aside from testimonials which also aren't always as accurate as you think uh there's no real way of knowing what you're going to get right so i want to teach people because i want the whole industry to be better so that's phase one phase two which starts probably middle of next year is i want to establish the first only and best ratings and standardization agency for the automation consulting space so what i want to do is not only train people on the right way to do business as consultants and as agencies in this space uh, which will p- draw on a lot of different you know experts as far as run like running agencies there are people that are more experienced at running agencies than i am but there are not people that are more experienced as at consulting for infusionsoft than i am so i want i'm gonna, i'll draw on a lot of different places to pull that stuff together and create an education space but what i want to do is now flip and for customers of of automation technologies i want to create an actual realistic ratings agency and and standards agency almost like the better business bureau for for automation uh consulting where co- uh, customers can go and they can check almost like rate my professor right they can check okay this consultant what what certifications have they taken and i want to work with some of my my close friends and put together some real tough uh accurate certification courses and tests so that uh you know if if Joe Schmo out of out of uh, i don't know Wichita Kansas decides he wants to be a consultant he can come he can take a a, short, a course take a test get an actual a real score not just like a pass or fail but like a real score on a real test and that will rate him against other people okay and and we can even go so far as to provide like suggested rates for people based on their scores um and then if people join our our consulting agency like the the consultants that we're I'm actually teaching them then they can get a boost on their ratings because and not really a boost in in the sense of the score itself but they'll get a little badge that says this person is part of the 1T unlimited um uh coaching program which means they're continuing to get better right so they're they're they have access to uh m- much a, a much deeper level of expertise so even though they personally maybe don't have all the answers they have access to people to do right So then then so now we've got customers can come to an interface a portal of some kind and frankly I want to have a, a rank a, a set ranking system like I want rankings I want to know who the top 10 are and I don't want there to be ties there's not going to it's not going to be like oh you're one of the best you're what no I want it to be like this is the person who's in first place and they're in first place for one reason and one reason only and that's because they got the best scores on the most tests and they have the highest nps rating from actual customers that actually use their services. So I want to spend time uh uh going out to customers of different agencies and surveying them and getting a really good 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 clear idea of what the experience was like dealing with a particular agency because I, I all this stuff about like there's a lot of like hush hush shushing negative reviews and like trying to make everything positive and you know like there there for individual t- softwares that have certification programs there are ratings within those softwares like the like infusionsoft for example has a partner directory and they all have ratings there but it is it is re- i won't tell you all the details here because there's other people involved besides me but it is really easy to game that it is really easy to show up at the top and have a perfect score okay what i want to do is have it be third party i don't want the cut co- the companies i don't want the agencies or the freelancers or the consultants i don't want them to be involved at all 
in coming up in scoring themselves in in getting eight ratings from their um, from their customers I want to do all that stuff myself and I don't want to I don't want that necessarily itself to be a money maker either that's not the point like I'm not looking I'm not looking to charge uh, agencies for listings I'd let pe- people list themselves for free um, the only thing I would require is that if somebody's going to have a listing they would have to allow me to uh, anytime somebody buys they would need to um, I would need to be able to reach out to that person just just for to check so, and we have to figure out I don't know what the legal thing is there but we'll figure out how we can do that but again the idea is I don't want people like and I don't want people who are like I'm too good to take your test I know I'm better well prove it that's like the I, I I don't know if you watch my videos on on the 110 limited page the Facebook page but I did a video probably three weeks ago that was talking about if you went to if we showed up to fight like in a, a boxing match and you walked in and you were like I don't need to fight this guy I totally I'm gonna win it's like, well, we're here to fight, dude. Like, you don't get to just say at the beginning that you're too, you're too good for it, right? You take the test. That's how you know where you're ranked. And, you know, if, if, if you don't do as well on the test as you think that you do on the test, then it, it doesn't work out. And for agencies that are, have more than one employee, every employee takes the test. Every single employee takes the test. And the, the agency gets a combined rating of everybody that's there. Okay, well, everyone that's like providing services anyway. Because at the end of the day, if the agency is going to restrict your access to their best people by deciding themselves who's going to work with them, uh, then, then and you don't have the choice to do that, and then all you can go off of is the rating is how the agency as a whole uh, performs. And same thing for like retainer style agencies. Like, is it worth their their rate? Is it worth their cost? And like, I want to I want to do all that. I want to have like rates listed and posted. I want to have all that stuff there so that people can go and look and they can actually review and they can see who they should work with. Um, and so, cause a couple of things, I think there are too many people that are really good and, and should be charging more, but are afraid to, because they don't have the exposure that are very smart, really good at consulting, really good with the technology, but just because they don't have the exposure, they don't get clients. And there are people, I know there are people who get all the exposure or, or a lot of the exposure that aren't that good but because they've been there for a while they uh they continue to get that exposure just just by by nature of being there so probably middle of next year summer of next year i want to launch this ratings agency it'll come off the back of some certification courses that we'll start to to launch to our the the people that i'm coaching um just to get some scores in there and then also um building out uh, a, a way to connect those people together um then uh, long term, what I want to do is create a way for more. Th- at that point, now we've got an agency that sits in between automation consulting customers and the actual uh, people that are going to do the work. All the agencies, all the consultants, all the freelancers, all the the VAs, all those people. They'll have a score. They'll have a ranking, and we can match them up. Uh, w- we can do the work of matching them up uh, for them. So it's kind of like what Belay is doing. In fact, I might even partner with Belay to do that. Maybe what we'll do is we'll partner with their VAs and we'll say any of these people that want to become certified in any of these areas, uh, they can take these tests, they can take these courses, take these tests, get their score, get listed in our in our uh, in our directory, and have ratings. And then we can I can partner with them to connect them with those people. And then anybody else who's not with Belay but wants to maybe charge more, I can connect them. 
um, and just be sort of a, an in-between to make sure that people are getting what they need over the long term. And then uh, the key is that the, the, the customer, the end user of the technology will pay the, for the, the membership mentoring dues for the consultant. So they, all they have to do is, is pay, for, uh, pay for me to continue coaching them. And this is, the, this is the best part about it. I only have to coach 20, 25, maybe 30 people before I can start having the coaches do the coaching. Like it's about a framework. It's about just building out a framework that can be used in the coaching process, uh, coaching coaches, like coaching consultants, I should say, in this particular space. But I want to take it one step further. I want to use that framework to then let that be self-managing, and then you know people can come back and they can become uh, uh, consultants. They can become coaches for other consultants. But I would never want them to like do it full time. Like I don't want anybody to ever coach full time because that's the, the minute, this is a huge point. And I know it's 18 minutes in, so there's really no reason why you would have heard this by now. But the, one of my, one of the biggest problems that I have is that the minute you go, you transition from being a consultant to being a coach of consultants and you do that transition full time, you become outdated that moment. You can't coach on current skills and tactics and, and current things that need to be happening in a, in a consultant's business if you are not consulting. So I will always have consulting clients personally. And every single one of the people that's doing coaching for me on the, on the coaching side will always be consulting also. Like they will not be allowed to join more than just and, and, and do consulting for more than three or four people at a time. Because I am convinced that the, like, I don't want to talk. I don't want anybody teaching for me. I don't want to be teaching anyone. I don't want to be teaching anyone. I don't want anyone teaching for me. And I don't think anybody should ever take advice from someone who's not doing the thing now, uh, especially in a world where the technology, where the mindset, where so much of, 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 the, of the way we do things shifts on a daily basis. There is no reason why you should be focused on uh, just on consulting, like, or just coaching consultants. Like you have to be coaching or you have to be, sorry, I get those words mixed up so often. You have to be co consulting in order to be a coach. It's like, why, just go to business school. If you want to talk to people that aren't doing what they're teaching you to do and it's outdated, just go to business school. It'll be cheaper. You'll come out with an MBA and it'll, it'll work out for you. Okay. So, um, so the long-term idea is for me to, to kind of transition my way a little bit out, not completely, but a little bit out of the services game, stay, stay in the services game just enough to keep myself sharp, right? And I think I've got myself in a good place there. Really focus on bringing on mentorship clients so that I can start to build a, a, a catalog of these people that I'm working with. And then those people will become the first uh, group of people that I get into this, this, the, the ratings site, whatever, how, how we're going to work that out. The ratings and, and standards agency is going to, uh, control and, and set basically, this is how things are done. Um, and this is, these are the standards that you need to uphold as a, as a, as a, as a, as a, as a provider. Um, the, the scores and the rankings will update every month. So essentially there will be a live page that's public that'll have Everybody, every single listing, everybody who's listed on the site in order of their score, almost like an Inc. 500, right? That's kind of the idea. That, that's what I want to build. Um, and 
I'll finish with this. And if you're still listening, I applaud you. I believe, I thought to myself very, I think I, I mentioned this in the last segment, but I just want to say it again. I, I, um, two things. First is I ask myself a lot, why do I care so much? Why have I not just gone and decided to, to flip Craigslist items? Like I, I'm pretty sure I could make 150K doing that and live comfortably. Why have I not decided to go and build courses? Why, why am I still in this agency consulting game? Why does it matter so much to me? And it hit me. The reason why it matters is because I believe very strongly that it's broken. And I believe that it could be better. And then I believe that when it is better, everybody wins. Customers of automation technology get more revenue, which means they're happier to pay higher rates to the consultants, which means the consultants win. Everybody wins together because everything is done better. And there's no, there's no hiding. There's no, there's no hiding behind sales. There's no, there's none of that. It's all out in the open. It's all very upfront and, and it's, and it's right there. And the thing that I'll, that I'll leave you with as we close out this, by the way, is the end of season two. The thing that I will leave you with is this two and a half weeks ago, almost three weeks ago. Now I was at a low point. Oh, I guess it's actually, yeah, yeah. Two and a half weeks ago, I was at an extremely low point in my personal life and in my professional life, especially my professional life. And I was very down on myself because I thought I had thought to myself earlier in life that by the time I was 30, I was going to be a uh, I was going to have $3.25 million in the bank. And I have $0 in my bank account right now. And two and a half weeks, and I have had $0 in my bank account since two and a half weeks ago. Um, the thing that's shifted for me and what happens yesterday, I didn't know, I, I don't know if I knew this or if this, or if it were, I was reminded or what, but, um, I found out yesterday that Gary, you all know I'm a huge Gary Gary Vaynerchuk fanboy. Gary Vaynerchuk started Wine Library TV when he was 30. He started Wine Library TV when he was 30. His entire empire, everything he's done since then is predicated on the fact that he made that choice. I mean, he probably could have gotten there other ways, but let's just be dramatic here for a second. Everything is predicated on that on that choice. He built his empire, and he is who he is today because he built Wine Library TV, and he started it when he was 30. Now, he had some advantages starting back then because he caught the wave early. Um, so that is going for him. Uh, and there were a lot of other things that he did right, obviously. But the, the key there is he didn't even get started until he was 30. So I am no, I'm done beating myself up and like with the sadness of what what you will have heard over the last couple of episodes last several episodes i'm done with that because it's not as important what's important is from today on from yesterday on really and i have as as i as i realize these plans these thoughts these ideas as i as i really dig in and allow myself to um to like uh to feel what i want to be doing and really go after what i really want to be doing the sky is the limit. He started when he was 30. I might be a couple of years behind, but I'm not actually behind. It's a long game. And by the time I'm his age, you better believe I'm going to be bigger than he is. Anyway, I thank you for uh, listening to season two. I thank you for, for suffering through that with me. Uh, I hope you found it beneficial. I hope you found my, my, uh, my depressed ramblings 
uh, if, if nothing else, a warning sign against the dangers of not knowing how accounting works. Um, as always, uh, if you have questions or comments, anything that you'd like to, to, to call in, um, if you have thoughts or anything for me, or if you have a, a comment or something that you'd like to be, to be featured, uh, anchor, anchor.fm forward slash think like me, drop your comments in there. Um, uh, drop your audio messages in there and I, they will be featured on in season three. I'm excited about season three. Uh, I've already spoken to some people and season three is going to feature guests, which I am thrilled about. So anyway, thank you again for listening. Uh, season two, my name is Brett Martineau and we will see you in season three. Peace. Peace.